evening and reached for the herbal tea bags instead. This, she thought, cannot be happening. She was 30 years old, knocked up with a baby she'd planned to want, but just not quite yet. And the only way she'd know how to deal with it would be to dust the furniture so well she'd wear lemon-scented tracks into its wood stain. Molly had to make sure the little realities in her life were organized, scrubbed clean, shining, and sorted to perfection before she felt confident enough to face the messier, more abstract ones. Because that's helpful, she thought, and opened the cabinet that held her cleaning supplies. She couldn't tell if the nausea rolling around her stomach was from being pregnant or just from knowing she was pregnant. Either way, she knew her house was going to end up spotless. By that evening, Molly was on her hands and knees on the hardwood of her living room floor, scrubbing marks off the white baseboards with an eraser sponge. She was still wearing the old Amy Winehouse t-shirt she'd slept in, along with yoga pants she'd pulled from the folded stack of identical pairs she kept tucked in a dresser drawer. Her long brunette ponytail swung as she scoured the wall with a fury she didn't know she possessed. Molly knew what she was doing was ridiculous, and she finally sat back on her knees, frustrated. She threw the dingy sponge to the floor, looked at it for a moment, then picked it back up and turned her attention to the darkening day outside her front window. Liz Fair was belting Johnny Feelgood from the stereo speakers, singing like she was mocking Molly, laughing at her. I hate him all the time, Liz sang, but I still get up when he knocks me down. Molly curled her upper lip and shook her head in resignation. She stood up, brushed herself off, and shuffled into the kitchen to set a plate of leftover carbonara into the microwave to reheat. She shuddered and wrapped her arms around her waist, hugging her elbows, and looked at a photo that hung on the side of her stainless steel refrigerator. Molly looked so happy in the picture, her arms slung around the waist of the man next to her, she should have called him by now. He'd have wanted to be here, too. She thought about the night it all started, a few years earlier. After work one Friday evening, she'd wandered into the Barnes & Noble that loomed over a park on Walnut Street in the same neighborhood as her office building. A bunch of co-workers had left at the strike of five o'clock to head over to McGillan's old alehouse for the usual happy hour festivities. But Molly was feeling a cold coming on, so had decided to stock up on some reading material for a weekend of self-imposed quarantine instead. Wandering around a bookstore on a Friday evening was a treat for her anyway. She'd buy a latte from the Starbucks and thread in and out of the aisles of the fiction section, checking out the cover art for the new releases, looking to see if that hardcover she'd had her eye on was out in paperback yet. She had paused by the children's area to smile at two toddlers chattering back and forth as they played with some cars on a train table. She was standing in the middle of the aisle between the literature section and the children's room, coveting a little girl's Converse All-Stars when he came ambling toward her for the first time. He had a grin spread wide on his face and a book held in a loose grip by his side. They're cute, aren't they? He said, nodding toward the children. I've always said I'd want kids my own, but only if I could get a guarantee that they'd never cry and never poop. He chuckled, gauging Molly's reaction, and reached up to brush his dark hair off his forehead.
Molly glanced up and met the stranger's green eyes. She was only weeks out of a relationship that had ended before she was ready to let it go, so she was wary of new men. But Molly noticed that this man's clear eyes were the color of olives, and that they were focused on her. She felt the quiet thrill of his attention and mistook it for the feeling that she once again was in control. Hey, if you can find a kid like that, you'd have women lined up to help you raise him. Probably some men, too. She grinned. I would, wouldn't I? Babies are like dogs. It's a proven fact that just holding one makes a man ten times more appealing to women. You agree with me, right? Molly could swear his eyes sparkled as he looked at her. Oh, he's flirting with me, she thought. Keep it coming, dude. Ah, well. The man in front of her continued.